Okay, so I should probably issue a trigger warning on this one um, because I'm feeling um, like maybe pressing a few bu buttons, but not in ways that to deliberately antagonize, but to uh, purposefully expose um, the reality of the truth of the nation of New Zealand. And in New Zealand at the moment, we have a massive issue. Some call it brain drain. But what I would like to call it is the complete um, collapse <laughs> of um, a nation. Um, brain drain, people talk about brain drain where the, our experts, they go offshore for more lucrative um, positions or, or roles or more exciting opportunities for some kind of adventure. And this is the irony is New Zealand is where the first to climb Everest nation we're the fastest Indian nation. <laughs> we're the split the atom nation. We're the break the four minute mile nation. Innovation is the, at the essence of who we are as a nation. However, there is a massive void of innovation within New Zealand at the moment. And this is causing New Zealanders to go offshore to explore bigger, greater adventures in, in bigger pools with um, where much more innovation is taking place, much more risk. Calculated risk, yeah, sure. But wherever the surplus is, that's where people go because that's where innovation's happening. And so what is the problem with brain drain? Well, New Zealand has, New Zealand's problem is far greater than just the brain drain. Brain drain is means it's the assets of the people. It's the latent, dormant potential of the DNA of the physical body of the human being that's leaving. It's taking the, taking the genetic potential of that human being, of that human body, somewhere else to be actualized. And so just think about that for a second. In the same way where we sell off the nation's assets in order to service debt, we sell, we sell off our... Um, the source of our baseline level of wealth to protect and ensure a basic level of survival, our wealth generating assets, we sell them off in order to service debt. This is a codependent, an utterly codependent nation. And we have this mindset of, oh, look how well we did at the Olympic Games. Look how well we did at the Commonwealth Games for such a small nation. Look at how much we accomplished for such a small nation. And that is, that epitomizes the mindset of New Zealand that is at the root cause of this issue. Is that we don't expect greatness from us. It's a surprise that we stumble across from time to time. We did well even though. And that even though is the excuse to be mediocre. And at the moment as a nation, it's, we are failing miserably, and we're 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 on the precipice of a, a monumental collapse in the economy in New Zealand. What is the solution? Of course, just like any wealthy human being will tell you that is capable of uh, generating and creating wealth, is that you have to have a, a baseline that ensures and protects your survival as a platform that provides a surplus that can then enable you to explore your curiosity. Curiosity being innovation, something new that doesn't exist before, that is not even 
uh, conceptualized. It's, it's a spontaneous exploration. In fact, it's a journey of exploration until we find an ending of something. And that's what exploring is. We're a nation of explorers. We're a nation of explorers. That's what innovation is. It means beginning something with no ending in sight. Just so we can chart the territory for the first time. And that curiosity that spawns that kind of innovation is a luxury. Because if you want to endlessly explore, it requires resources. If you don't have an endless source of resources, then you need a source of perpetual wealth that is generating a surplus that is tempering that curiosity. But you don't. You want to set it free. And so our focus as a nation has to be, how can we retain the assets of this nation? How can we come together, every human being, the collective body of this nation, how can we come together with all of our assets in order to create generational wealth for this nation? How can we actualize the dormant potential of what's not being utilized because we're not innovating um, in order to explore? Well, <laughs> this is how it begins. The first thing is you look at all of the dependencies that you have as a nation. And when I say you, I mean we. And that begins with the banking system. A banking system, we have a 97% of the banking industry. We are dependent on foreign nations. We're dependent on something else. It's like having parents forever. And if our parents decide to wield their authority in a specific way, we have to just deal with it. If they tell us to go to our bedroom, we have to go to our bedroom. If they tell us that we're not getting dinner, then we go starving. <laughs> That is totally dependent, totally codependent. And that is keeping us in a perpetual state of survival and at the whim of the environment that contains us as a nation. That we're blaming the government for why our lives suck. We're blaming the government for our pain. That is pitiable. That is pitiable. How could you give so much power and responsibility away to an unseen authority such as the government, how can you give them responsibility for your quality of life? That's your responsibility. Your quality of life is your responsibility. It is not the government's. You live in nature. You live in the environment. If it rains, you put a raincoat on. You don't blame Mother Nature for, for the fact that it's raining. And it's up to you. If you don't have a raincoat, you get wet. Understand this. Deferring responsibility to authorities has to stop, has to stop right now. Putting our own capability and capacity to thrive in the hands of unseen authorities or third parties to be our parents is, has to stop. It has to stop. And brain drain is just symptomatic of an underlying problem of selling off and allowing our assets to flow to where they're going to appreciate which is where the surplus is, where there is wealth, where there are funds, where there are seed funds, pre-seed funds that are willing to invest in innovation. That is where the, um, the assets, the brain drain, that's where they're going to explore. And if New Zealand is incapable of creating a baseline foundation of survival, 
and generating a surplus to fund that innovation itself, we are never going to claim our potential as a nation, as the nation of innovation, the true nation of innovation. The Silicon Valley of the world. That's what we need to be. That is the dormant potential of this nation. To be the absolute hub of innovation. Why? Because we figured out how to become wealth generating as a nation. How did we do that? As we pulled all of the, the dormant potential of the people of this nation into a marketplace. We started bonding them together to meet our own needs. So here's an example. 97% of the financial sector, um, the private banking sector, we are t entirely dependent. So what do you do? You begin. <laughs> and that begins with understanding the nature of that dependency. What is the nature of this relationship? What is the value of it? How can we begin to gracefully establish something new that liberates us from something that is dependent. And that begins with standing up to the bully. You know, if you're, and these, that's not to say these nations are intentionally bullying, but they hold the authority and they're entitled to wield that authority. And this is why when you have parents and they've got teenagers in the house and the, the child is used to deferring to the authority for decision-making, for feeling safe, for being protected, for, you know, accessing wealth, being food and shelter and what it needs in order to survive. And so when, it, when the, that teenager eventually comes to that point in its life where it's, it wants to liberate itself from that dependency on its parents, then that requires that child to then be able to create their own baseline foundation of survival that if you want to survive if you want to ensure and guarantee your own survival as a human being you don't give your wealth away <laughs> I mean that's one option and and that's normally the entry point is as a human being I have specific I have inherent an inherent nature that is that can be utilized somewhere to meet a currently unmet need in the market now, if I don't have the expertise, skills, and experience to actualize that potential, then I go to a company who can employ me into a system that can actualize that potential. And so I'm employed. I exchange my time and energy for an income, for a single source of income, and I become entirely dependent on that company, like it's a parent. It can wield its power. It can tell us what to do. <laughs> you know, it can put us in detention, can give us a pay rise, can give us a pay decrease. It can demand more hours or else it will withhold its love, just like a parent. So that's a dependency. If you are dependent on a single source of income, you're entirely dependent. You are not in a state of wealth generating, although you may have utilized your income to establish a baseline of wealth in your own life of security. However, you probably will need an income as well. And so the solution, of course, is to create an abundance of opportunities. Is for, if you lose a source of income, then the other dozen that you have 
are making up for it. And this requires self-responsibility. It requires you to acknowledge what your latent potential is, what all your expertise and skills are, and to distribute those expertise and skills amongst multiple sources of income. This is how we need to demonstrate how to become self-responsible as a nation because it happens because the individuals are self-responsible. And as a nation, if we want to solve this problem of brain drain and losing all of our assets, just let them slide out of our hands in order to appease our parents, which are all the overseas dependencies that we have, we need to activate the dormant potential and we need to begin liberating ourselves from those dependencies. And that, of course, that begins with the banking system. That is wholly New Zealand owned. That is an immutable, uh, perpetual asset for the we, the people of New Zealand. If it makes a profit, then that is where that's what funds innovation. Because the banking system, it's, it's the engine. It's the engine. It's the treasure trove. It's the mechanism for distributing wealth. And the wealth is not the actual money itself. It's the expertise, skills, and the resources that it facilitates the exchange of. So what does that mean? Do we even need fiat currency anymore? You know, we need to begin asking ourselves these questions. How can we become totally self-reliant and totally independent as a nation so that all of our collaborations with external nations, with external companies, organizations, markets, are enhancing what we have now. They're an exploration um, of innovation, but we never sacrifice that baseline foundation of a wealth-generating asset for the people, for the nation. And we, that we're continually and perpetually spawning innovation um, out of the surplus of that principal asset. And that's the banking system. That is the mechanism for the banking system. You know, some of you know I've been developing a software platform that can be licensed by a government to run a nation that moves into the space of appreciating assets and it views the expertise and skills and resources of the nation as a portfolio of assets some of them are dormant some of them are appreciating and the the singularity of purpose of the the government body is to actualize that potential turn it into perpetual wealth if we want to do that we have to break the shackles of fixed uh, single source employment we were totally dependent on a single company. And we have to back ourselves and become responsible for ourselves. Um, and we have to liberate that dependency, that companies that we have on a single company. And in order to regulate that so that it self-regulates and so that all of our authority and dependency isn't on one single source, um, we have to create a, um, an abundance of choices for ourselves, so that oh, okay well if you don't want to work with me in a collaborative way then I can just um, invest in someone else that is willing to appreciate my assets um, based on how I inherently want to utilize them you're not going to be able to force me to do things that I don't want to do 
because I'm dependent on you as my single source of income, like a parent and the child in the home. Employment is, if you are employed and you have a single source of income, you are totally dependent. Even if you're providing yourself through that source, you are at, um, you are dependent on that single source to put food on your table for everything. Being dependent on yourself means that you disentangle all of your potential as a human being into its essential nature so that you have maybe a dozen, two dozen or more aspects of your nature, your expertise, your skills and your resources, your capability and your capacity. And you invest it. You invest yourself. Find a way to, to, to create utility with your dormant potential. Don't make it conditional upon receiving money. Just provide utility because the experience will give you um, the journey. And that's what innovation, that's where innovation starts. Innovation begins with you identifying your own dormant potential, um, expertise, skills, and resources that are being unutilized and underappreciated. Figure out how to provide utility with those things out of curiosity, with no ending in, in, in sight. Explore that curiosity with the free time and energy that you have, because that's an asset that you have that you can invest in yourself and invest in it simply for innovation's sake, for curiosity. How far can I take this? You know, how far can I take this passion to, to create websites? Can I build one for someone for free and see how many other skills I can get? Can I see how much I can delight and surprise that person because there's something unique about the journey for them? Maybe it's the Society for the Blind and I build and I assemble a system around it um, that enables someone with vision impairment to maintain a website. You know, do you, but you let the curiosity move you to a completely new space that no one's ever heard of until you find a niche and an archetype of a customer, of a potential customer, because you chose to gift of yourself to exploring innovation through curiosity. This is what self-responsibility means. If you want the nation to invest, if, you know, if you want the government to be self-reliant, it requires self-reliant individuals. If we want to stop all of our assets flowing offshore, we need to collectively collaborate and figure out ways to explore that innovation together. We need to be able to measure the latent potential of the market in terms of what are the unutilized expertise, skills and resources in our market right now. And we have to be able to measure the latent potential, uh, the, um, the realized potential, the actualized potential of it, and then forecast how, how much it's likely to grow. And we have to be able to perpetually reconstitute assets that become stagnant, that become, um, that begin to depreciate. Something's depreciating. How can we reconstitute this asset? Maybe if we bond it to this asset as well, it will enhance the system that is the collaborative organization in ways that make it more efficient, in ways that make it more wealth generating. Always reconstituting exactly the same way that nature does it. And no single component is entirely dependent on something else. If it is, 
then it's at, at the threat of extinction. And so we use the pain to spawn innovation. Everywhere where there's pain, is it's seeking our attention to create an opportunity for innovation. That's what pain is. We're not meant to ignore pain. We're meant to um, uncover the vulnerability at the root cause of it so that we can strengthen it by sending out a whole bunch of stem cells to that area that, can, that have the potential to become anything and can adapt their own nature to create a system around that vulnerability that turns it into a strength. That's what pain is. The more pain we have, the more innovation we require. And right now, the pain point that the nation of New Zealand is screaming out um, is the vulnerability of our utter codependency on third parties in order to create a baseline level of survival for the nation. And so this is a call to action. And, you know, I'm going to utilize the platform that I have. It's not a massive platform. It's, it's a, my platform is a very niche platform. But if you have dormant and latent expertise, skills, resources that you would love to, to contribute towards um, a project of this nature in the way that you want to, if you're prepared to will, invest your own expertise and skills as though they are assets um, for no reason other than seeking to innovate, um, then send me a message. I may even send, put a form underneath this um, this podcast episode somewhere, but there'll be somewhere for you to express your interest or at least share your intent. And if we can get enough of a groundswell and start, we can start collaborating for the purpose of innovation, but understanding that in order to truly innovate, in order to earn the privilege of innovation, which it, which is the ability to explore our curiosity, just like a curious child. If you provide a child with everything that they need in order to thrive forevermore, then they'll just be endlessly curious. They won't be focusing on how to survive. And understanding that that curiosity is the source of all innovation, that should be our objective. How can we enable all of the, the people of New Zealand to endlessly explore their curiosity? It's by starting now. It's by realizing that you do have spare time and energy. You do have dormant potential within you. And it's a, it's a choice of whether you want to gift that as an investment into innovation or whether you're going to place a condition upon you sharing that, um, that innovative gift, that dormant potential. If, you, if you're going to place a condition upon receiving money for it first, then um, you've already lost. Let your curiosity guide you to the actualization of um, being compelled to explore your curiosity. And you, you, you'll end up somewhere totally unexpected. It's guaranteed. But the journey, the, the, the new path that you've carved out due to that exploration, because it wasn't predetermined, it was nonlinear, you can then look back at the path you took and you can plot that course for those who can follow. You may unlock an entirely new industry, but you'll certainly unlock a new niche. This is what we have to do as individuals. And um, yeah, my hope is that the Powerhouse platform can be 
um, a tool to help facilitate this transition. And, um, you know, the big one that I really want us to take on as a nation is to restore our voice. At the moment, we're in a we're in a situation where the voice of we the people has been lost. We've accidentally um, given our authority as the voice of we the people. We've accidentally given it to the government, and the purpose of the government government is they're meant to be an agent on our behalf. <laughs> but we've given them um, the power to speak on our behalf as well. And so we have to disentangle that first. And that's what the powerhouse platform does first and foremost. It disentangles the unified voice of we the people from the agency that is the government of New Zealand, a statutory um, entity. We disentangle our unified voice from um, the statutory entity um, into, and we constitute something that works for everyone. <laughs> the unified voice. That's the beauty of sound. You can blend it together so that it becomes one thing and it accommodates every frequency of vibration. That's the beauty of a voice. It can be separate and it can be one. It can have its own identity and it can be part of a unified whole harmoniously. Understanding that sound embraces discord. It doesn't demand total harmony. It embraces the polarities of both. This is what we, where we need to get to as a nation, so that we do have a unified voice. It accommodates every perspective, and that it is our will, as we the people, that be done. And then executed by the agency that is a government body. And, um, you know, this is the first major project how can we establish an entirely new, innovative banking system and framework and infrastructure that works for all New Zealanders, that has the potential to become the bedrock um, principal asset for we, the people of this nation, that is dedicated to creating a baseline level of survival for every New Zealander, and, and the surplus is, is utilised to endlessly explore our curious nature as a nation, and claim our currently dormant potential as the innovate, the true innovators of, of this planet. That is the potential of this nation. So how can we? Okay, that's all for now. <laughs> Talk soon.